This is part two of the previous panel episode. If you haven't heard part one yet, you should definitely go back and check that out first. And as always, if you enjoy the show, please consider supporting via patreon.com forward slash nice mangoes. It's listeners like you that help this show survive and thrive. If you found my work valuable or helpful in any way, please do consider supporting because it goes a long, long way when you do. And now, the episode. Make sure that uh, that program doesn't contain controversial subjects and uh, you're not impolite to people. No, definitely not, Dad. You know me. I'm never, (laughs) ever controversial or impolite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Welcome to Conversations with your lovable, never pisses anyone off, ex-Muslim host, Ina. Keeping it non-controversial. What do you think we're doing? We're not, <laughs> we're, we're fighting this and it, we're fighting it on multiple fronts, unfortunately. And yes, has, uh, religion does dump problematic things. Yeah. And of course they're going to continue to do that and we're going to continue to be an issue, but, uh, and, and maybe, um, Daniel, you can back me up a little on like, for instance, this new group, I think they're called fair. <laughs> yep. Yep. I, I've been, I've been kind of vaguely looking into them, but yes, I'm, I'm aware. Yes. I am. I, I am not aware. Can you, ex- can you explain please? It's the fair for all the foundation against intolerance and racism. And uh, you're looking at, I'm looking at Steven Pinker right in my face. I'm looking at Ion Hersey Ali. I'm looking at Barry Weiss. I'm looking at all these um, people here who are the kind of people that you're talking. And (sighs) if you would like to know um, some of the really important uh, ways that these people are fighting back against racism, well, They're uh, fighting back against a federal law that provides a farmer debt relief for people who are minority farmers. So non-minorities, white people excluded. That's wrong. That's so racist. That's the only real racism. They're going to fight back against against that. White people. Um, Racist against white farmers. uh, They're fighting against a federal fund. That that, uh, gives some uh, some things to restaurant owners that are, you know, based on their skin color or their gender. So that's terrible. They're going to fight against that. That like uh, <laughs> all that, the stuff that they're fighting against is pro white people. <laughs> that 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 thing that you're talking about that 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 uh, has to do with black farmers and uh, and relief that 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 uh, was proposed to be given to them. That sparked literally the most racist rant slash sketch that I've ever seen Steven Crowder do. And that's really saying something because he like I I'm not even going to repeat any of it because it's it's just so incredibly insulting. It's easy to find. But just that really says something that that's like the 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 hills that they're choosing to. Yeah, to, that, 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 that that sketch just as someone who is again, who has followed more, you know, overtly racist content than anyone ever should you could have taken that sketch and put it over on the daily show uh and it would have fit right in 
Uh, yeah, I, I mean, that's what I think we're talking about. Like, you have the leadership who are polite. They are nicely dressed. They don't say the N-word, you know. But they do fight for people who do say it. And they, but and they they're don't burn fighting crosses. For the, they don't burn crosses, except for that one guy. That one. <laughs> you know. That one guy um, at one time. We don't talk about that. that. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll just pass that by. It doesn't matter. But they they will champion the same things and their arguments are wildly similar somehow so when i think that uh, eli talked about crt as I, I don't think he's wrong when he says that you know a couple years ago uh the southern baptist uh, conference was talking about crt and that you know maybe religious groups might have been first on the scene but they're being that banner is being taken up by atheists. Sam Harris is talking about CRT now. And, almost, and people who are in the IDW. And uh, so it's like a merger. as if they're merging, yeah. That's yeah there's, kind of, there's, there's a little bit, you might say that they're between the red and the blue, there's getting a little purple in there. You might say that. <laughs> well, well, let's, Somewhere. Let's, also, let's also, like, not to defend the Southern Baptist Convention, but, like, the Southern Baptist Convention came out very strong and hard against the alt-right years ago. Like, they disfellowshipped a guy named um, uh, James Edwards, who has produced a uh, racist radio show since 2004, and disfellowshipped not him, but but his entire congregation, um, you know, uh, I think in 2019. They have actually pushed to embrace some of the ideas of critical race theory in their kind of official congregation. And uh, this is because of their kind of former leader who kind of got ousted in the last couple of weeks, a guy named Russell Moore. Now, I'm not defending Russell Moore. Russell Moore is a vicious transphobe and a homophobe and a uh, religious bigot and, and all of his other things. But the Southern Baptist Convention was moving in the right direction, right? Like, it was, they were doing things to embrace uh, their African American congregants in a way that, uh, frankly, <laughs> new atheism, while was probably better overall than the Southern Baptist Convention uh, is kind of moving in the opposite direction, and so I feel like, you know again this is this is again a kind of materially based, historically based, uh, nuanced conversation that we could actually have about like well, which is actually the organization that's doing the better things right now, uh, this kind of nebulous new atheism or uh, the Southern Baptist Convention. Um, Let me just uh, interject with another quote from Chris Dedman's uh, article in contrast to what you just said about the Southern Baptists uh, denouncing, uh, was it white supremacists or alt-writers? Um, I mean, Russell Moore had a quote where he said something to the effect of, like, the Christian cross and the um, the Confederate flag cannot coexist without one of them burning the other, effectively. And I disagree with that. That's a that's a kind of defense of racism. That's a defense mm-hmm. of the kind of historical racism of Christianity. I'm not arguing about that. I'm not defending that statement. But they overtly rejected the kind of explicit symbols of racism in the, in mm. the, that in a very clear way um, among among that convention and I think that any discussion about these issues has to kind of like contend with that fact right even if we can also as I as I completely do I completely reject the SBC and its connection to you know kind of the Republican Party and white supremacist implicit white supremacist policies in the US sorry this is kind of late in this episode I know to kind of bring up something that's like very complicated but I think there's 
Sorry. Yeah. I was just going to say, it was also in that article too, like the original Salon article, I'm surprised that they didn't go into like PragerU because a lot of these people have gone on to PragerU, which you could call... I and her CLE, yeah. Yeah, which you could call emerging, right? Like uh, like PragerU recognizes that these people are saying the same things he's saying, just in a different way, uh, or like, you know, it's, it's a little bit more cloak and dagger or whatever you want to call it, right? Like, um, but they're they're essentially their message is the same and so they'll put them on prager you and they'll get views and then they can also point to them like they do with dave rubin and say like look uh these people are atheists and they still agree with us right like that's literally how like the merging <laughs> is happening yeah so. even though dave rubin has now rejected his atheism right but, but, but he, got he was yeah he got prominent because he was a an atheist and b he was gay and yeah and a liberal, supposedly, right? Yeah, so, but he's yeah. just a... He's a blank slate is really what he is. Like, <laughs> he's just an idiot. So uh, yeah. he decided that it's not working for him anymore to be an atheist, so now he's embraced God. Can I bring um, up, um, just really quickly, I didn't want to let this go unspoken of. Um, it's 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 such a, a silly part, a part of his opening that, that I wanted to mention. Um, is that cool? Um Okay, so so at at the start of this is a, a silly thing to bring up, but I just thought it was kind of funny at the at the very opening. He has this whole thing like I'd rather be talking to you about this. I'd rather be talking to you about that. One of the things that he brings up, and I'm not and, I, and I'm not shaming it. Okay, it's perfectly fine. I know what you're gonna say. He, he, he says I'd 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 like to tell you what I learned about spirituality from group sex, um, and I just thought that was quite a flex he mentions it more than once yeah he did he mentions it it, he he seems to really want people to know that he's been in orgies before and uh i mean like i just the like i understand like hey cool man like like do 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 it like like i have no problem with it but it's just like spirituality you learned spirituality like what were you on peyote at the time I, i'm so I, I had to bring that up it was just so funny to after after i after i blew my loads the fourth time that night i couldn't even recognize my own face that's how deep that's how deep into the meditation i was oh, yeah gosh. clearly yeah. and after he he ejaculated he experienced ego death um i'm sorry that's that's a little bit maybe a bit much maybe want okay. to cut that out uh, well, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, he's he's very he's very proud of his group sex. Anyway, yes, please, Lina, continue. <laughs> I'm going to read this uh, quote now. I spoke with a staffer at one of America's largest secular organizations on the condition of anonymity, who told me that issuing a statement condemning Richard Spencer was discussed, but shot down, in part because the organization's leadership didn't want to draw attention to the fact that Spencer is an atheist. This same organization, which regularly issues statements about political issues as a major part of its advocacy strategy, also reportedly declined staff requests to release a statement condemning Trump's appointment of Steve Bannon as a White House advisor. According to the member I spoke to, the organization's management didn't want to publicly oppose anyone in Trump's cabinet or inner circle. That's insane. Uh Uh-huh. And so when I asked my source why they thought a secular organization's leadership would make these decisions, they replied, when advancing atheism is your primary motive, you may have an interest in ignoring that some atheists are white nationalists and neo-Nazis. But staying silent also means keeping supporters who may otherwise be pissed off 
that you criticize the alt-right. So, yeah. Yikes. That's, that's what I'm talking about, how the, they don't present a united front. They, wanna, they, they, they think that if they can keep as many people as possible within their movement, that it, it's better for them. But I think it's the opposite. If, if, they, if they get rid of or make the people that um, are damaging the movement uh, feel unwelcome, then it will bring more diversity, which will only help the the movement, right? So well, yeah, this is what happens when atheism is your only concern, mm-hmm. and then you don't want to rock the boat on anything else. Yeah, it, it's nice to see on Twitter sometimes, like uh, I just saw one uh, a little while ago um, from an atheist saying, you know, we we actually have to start asking our create like the creators that we follow, what do they believe? Right, like outside of atheism, right? Like, what what actually do you believe? What do you stand for? Because that's the only way that you're gonna um, create a movement that goes anywhere outside of um, promoting white nationalists and you know, the, and CRT. Um, you know, these are just moral panics, right? The very just thing that Sam Harris quo, often talks warriors. about the moral, yeah, the moral panics. He's part of one, right? Like, <laughs> it, it, it's unbelievable. People were so incensed that, you know, when, when the whole atheism plus thing occurred and and they, they saw it as some sort of like, you know, how dare you inject all these things into atheism? And one, it's, it's like what you just said, I agree with it. And it's like uh, just time has sort of vindicated those people, even though it was tremendously unsuccessful at the time, that that probably would have been a good idea to to create something that that where where it's like okay yeah it matters a, a, a it matters more you know what 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 other beliefs you have and you know and you could be helpful to this movement if you don't believe x y and z but then the the funny thing is is that atheism plus sort of happened anyhow but it became atheism plus anti-feminism and atheism plus uh black people don't have high iqs you know right right you know atheism plus anti-wokeness it it it, 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 that really i mean it it became kind of at least i mean it's still to some degree is the case but for a while it's like you couldn't be a successful atheist without at least like being having having some level of of okayness with and i know that's not a word but let's pretend it is uh with 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 those with those things you had to tolerate people who were saying that shit yeah and you still see remnants of that now like you see you see how like uh, i'm not talking about the creators themselves but their fans will just charge in and say, you got to be polite. You got to be nice. You got to do this. You got to do that. We need to build this movement. You got to be nice. That That's the opposite of what you need to do. Like, you, yeah, I'm tired of being nice to like, oh, man, people so that are abusing I. me. Like it's, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's, it's, um, <sighs> when you travel among groups that are very leftist or that have a lot of, uh, marginalized people and other kinds of social justice groups and, you know, um, it becomes almost a cliche to hear about, oh, yeah, I, I stopped having anything to do with atheism when Elevator Gate happened. I stopped when I saw this. I stopped when I saw that, you know, and uh, you've got to understand you've ar- the genie is already outside of the bottle. Like, yeah, yeah. The the word is out. It's on the street. <laughs> People know that you got this problem. 
So now it's about dealing with the problem because, you know, there people are just not lining up to join up who otherwise would because I, I a lot of people are atheists or agnostics or concerned about uh, Christian groups and their overreach in our lives and, and what's going on in, like, the Supreme Court. So it's not like w- <laughs> these people don't care, but they, ne- they know that the atheist groups are going to want to have um, not so much fight against that as have a conversation about whether trans people should be in sports. And then if you say, screw you, you know, that's not, where are you going with the, you know, just stop it with your bigotry. They're going to put up a big picture of themselves as, as Galileo. Like, basically, <laughs> I'm Galileo, well known for his transphobia. That's what the problem was with Galileo, so. Yeah, also, I don't have time to make the correction video because I'm too busy making the Galileo video. <laughs> yeah, you know. but but what what you're saying, I mean, I think it just ultimately supports what uh, Godless Crane and Mike was saying earlier. I mean, the best way in order, because, again, uh, at a certain point, uh, Eli says that, uh, atheism is a social justice movement, and I certainly don't think it is. Mm-hmm. It could have been, and perhaps one day, if there's just this huge paradigm shift, it could be. But you know what? It's never going to be until we address the problems right. that are outlined within that article. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. I, I completely well, agree uh, with that. And also, like, the... Um, uh, just going back to Elevator Gate, like Rebecca Watson um, puts out fantastic uh, content. And if imagine if it had gone the other way and like we supported content creators like Rebecca Watson and people that were progressive, we could mm-hmm. literally be having a way different conversation right now about how great the secular movement is and how yep. Um, yep. affirming it is, right? Like it's... It, <laughs> you know, and she's and she still gets maligned online. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you go, it's same with Steve Shives, for example. Like I didn't know anything about Steve Shives until pretty recently, um, and because I would always see like him getting dumped on by people either on Twitter or on things. So I was like, you know, I'm yeah. gonna go watch a couple of his videos and see, you know, what's so terrible about this guy. And you know, a lot of the videos I'd watched completely like they just took him out of context or they chopped off pieces uh so that it could make him look bad and i, I started watching his content and i'm like yeah this is this is my guy like <laughs> like when he's like about probably 95 percent of what he says i completely agree with um you know and the, and the other stuff would probably be quibbles mostly right like um imagine it if we had a, but a you're movement. not putting out a uh, a video based on a one-word quibble, right? Right, exactly, exactly. I don't want. I, <laughs> and don't his want. treatment, similar to what we talked about with PZ Myers, who got lawsuits and and like slap suits against him. These people were horribly treated within their own movement, really mm-hmm. badly. Like uh, to the point where I, I, I assume that there's probably been some trauma because, like, uh, I remember just some of the worst things I've ever seen online being done, like uh, people spreading rumors about pedophilia or uh, people making false accusations. It's not comparable to getting a a laugh emoji, you know? Well, I know. I know that. (laughs) But, you know, I would never... (laughs) 
But no. And yes, I am sure that people who are in the community who are beloved, and they are progressive, you know, they do say progressive things, but they 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 don't understand. And I, I wanted to talk very quickly about, um, uh, to your point about atheism being a social justice movement, I had said, okay, I, I understand where you're coming from with that. I agree with that. In the theory of, like, in its... Um, in its most ideal state, that's what it is. You know, I had people coming up to me afterwards and being like um, trans people or people um, just that I know. And, and they were really uh, saying, yeah, I, I really got to disagree with you on that. Like, you're minimizing what yeah. we are experiencing. And that was like, God, you know, you're right. I am minimizing it. Like, if you listen and you hear that, you're going to hear that all the time. And that's not good. And you're hearing it from atheists, but it's not atheists that anybody cares about, apparently. (laughs) So I had an experience with the group Atheist Republic. Have you ever... Oh my gosh. They're terrible, yeah. (laughs) The absolute worst atheist group in the world. They're they're pretty bad, right? Is that that the one started by Armin? That's right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, the guy who thinks that Judaism is worse than Nazism. Yeah. So they had put out some some transphobic ver- memes, you know, your basic versions of the one joke. Yeah, because that's the one joke. So we'll all <laughs> tell that joke till we die. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, and you know, I knew a lot of atheists who are also trans people who are like, we're so sick of this. We're so sick of fighting this battle. We're so sick of having to do this. Nobody shows up. Mm. So I was like, well, all right, you know, I'll go argue. And I was just like, they were just like, yeah, fuck off. I'm like, no, I'm telling you that there are these people. They're atheists. They care. They're just, you're hurting them. Fuck off, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, they don't care. They don't care. Yeah. And then they'd say, well, why Why are we mostly, like, why is our demographics look like mostly white males? Because <laughs> you're chasing people away, literally. Exactly. <laughs> no, exactly. I don't think Armin would worry about that. In fact, he is more concerned about how anti-white racism is systemic because it's become normalized to be racist to white people, apparently. Do I do I need to talk about Robert Whitaker here? Is that is that a thing that we have to do? Or, if you can know? sum it up quickly, go for it. <laughs> Bob Whitaker, former um, Reagan White House official, died in either late 2017, early 2018. Can't remember. Um, created something called the Mantra, and the Mantra was anti-racist is code for anti-white. Yep. Um, push it out there created the meme. Uh, there are a number of uh, literal Nazis uh, who deliberately kind of pushed that out into uh, the mainstream. And uh, if you are using the word anti-white, unironically, you are engaging in the same kind. You are fundamentally um, <clears throat> doing what Bob Whitaker and his acolytes want mm-hmm. because you are accepting the frame mm-hmm. that, for instance, affirmative action programs, etc., are anti-white, that anti-racist programs are anti-white. And so what we should be talking about is anti-white hegemony. Um, but, uh, you know, 
that's just the power of the meme culture mm-hmm. uh, out there. And so, sorry, this is a this is a bugaboo of mine because um, you know, over the course of the last five years, as I've been kind of getting deep into uh, neo-Nazi headspace, uh, I've been seeing people actually, you know, very rationally talk about like, well, what it, what should should we have anti-white things in our laws, and should we be talking about this? And like, what you're doing is you're just giving space to Nazis. That's mm-hmm. that's all you're doing, you know. Yep, and uh, that rhetoric has leaked into the atheist scene. In fact, now, after the Trump era, there has become, uh, you know, there's been more awareness about it, so people recognize the dog whistles and stuff. But back before Trump, like in 2014, 2015, it was a regular thing to see on atheist Twitter. You know, that's anti-white. You know, oh, you know, when someone would complain too much about racism, well, oh, I guess you're fine with anti-white racism. And, I mean, it was just, uh, that's what I would see all the time. I have been piled on, you know, for being, uh, you know, Muslim immigrant savage, someone in the atheist Twitter sphere one time, um, I guess, criticized some actual Islamist bigot online for by calling them, you know, like a savage who eats their food with their hands or dips their hands in the communal hummus or some, some awful thing like that. And I just said to them that, uh, you know, that that's unnecessary. You can speak about his bigotry without being a bigot yourself because there are plenty of cultures that eat with their hands. In fact, in North America... People eat with the chicken wings, french fries, pizza. You know, it's just an awful thing to say. If he's an Islamist, you can criticize him for that. And then I got piled on by, like, I don't know, I got, like, 500 hate notifications from, like, rational atheists trying to convince me that it is okay, in fact, to be anti-Muslim. It is okay to equate Muslims with savages. And I've just gone through so much of this stuff that I have lost my ability to uh, be extremely polite. I have been very patient with a lot of people. I have calmly uh, tried to convince people that there's not any meaningful difference between uh, white nationalists, white supremacists, people who are splitting hairs about that should not be entertained. Um, You know, I have been so patient. But I am just so beyond done. And when I see that coming from the left side of atheism, I'm sorry if I just, after, I don't know, six years, don't have the ability to be all soft and gentle uh, about it. Uh, and to, uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm just going to call it like I see it. This is, as someone who's lived and grown up in an actual theocracy, it quotes like this. This is from, again, from Eli's. Uh, the the self-congratulatory nature of this is just... This is him talking about, like, you know, I guess people like us, uh, where uh, he's talking about people like him fighting against the religious and theocracy. You guys keep fighting back the tide of theocracy. I'll be here in the back... Uh, telling everyone what assholes you are. But as soon as the movement is perfect, count me in. I mean, (laughs) I have lived in an actual theocracy, and I have spoken out against it. I have criticized it. I have put my own safety on the line to speak up about it. And there is this privileged white guy talking about how he is the dude that is fighting back the tide of theocracy. And we're the assholes. They're doing nothing. 
and just telling people, these poor guys who are fighting, who are doing all the hard work, we're just sitting in the back and saying, no, no, no. They're just assholes. It, it, it's so I, backwards because it's like, the, my journey was that like I held on to the atheist d- title as long as I could until there were so many assholes <laughs> that, uh, that, that that I couldn't ignore it anymore. So it's, I don't know, I mean, just a fundamental disagreement of, of things, of, like, the nature of things. Of how you improve they, they things. Al- yeah. They, they also kind of, so another thing, too, is that, like, um... I, I think a lot, a lot of people don't understand is that, like, if you get so, just say for example, um, I know you can t- correct me if I'm wrong, but you probably get a lot of like, like you were talking about, um, you know, attacks on uh, on anti-Muslimness or whatever, and then you have to c- explain that over and over. So you could say the same for trans people. You have mm-hmm. to explain your pronouns. Mm-hmm. You have to explain this. So you have to explain that. It wears you down, mm-hmm. and then after a time, you just don't have the patience to continually mm-hmm. answer the same question over and over and over again. And then you're called rude, yeah, <laughs> and impolite yeah. Uh, instead of you know, understanding that, you know, they've probably had to have this conversation that is literally um, fighting for their right to survive or or their right to have rights um, like everybody else. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's an attack on their, on them, like on their identity, on their uh, literal human rights. Like, like the trans athlete thing is like an attack on their human rights. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And we shouldn't have to explain it a thousand times. And if we yeah. do explain it a thousand times, you're not going to have the patience the thousandth time that you did yeah. the first time. So, uh, I don't know. I just wanted to kind of point that out anyway. Yeah. So pardon me if I do a laugh emoji. I mean, the horror. I think, you know, uh, the point is that we want solidarity with this movement and we want to be a part of it, but we're not, like we're being harmed by it we're not being allowed yeah i can go into other leftist Mm -hmm. progressive movements and not have to put up with nearly this much crap criticism to me is a healthy thing holding people accountable is a healthy thing but if i try to go into this it's really disappointing i'm sorry i was so disappointed with the response it was hurtful like Every time you start to say, well, you know, we're getting some progressive voices in here. People are, you know, talking the talk. And then it comes down to somebody says something that they don't like. And and we know, we know that we are going to be marginalized and subordinated in this movement. We know that we're um, not going to be listened to. We're going to be um, pushed aside we're going to be treated uh, as as less and you know we know it we know it like but we keep fighting here we keep arguing because i don't know uh, that's all you can do that's, because that's you want change what else? yeah i don't know one of these days maybe it'll work <laughs> i don't know <laughs> you're like you're like screaming at the injustice of it it's basically right right what, what you're doing, right? Like, you're saying, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to continue to fight because you're not going to stop. That's that's literally the conversation, the conversation I had in my head for six months was like, am I going to let these people, like, when I was feeling stronger, I guess, um, you know, in those strong moments, I would think, am I going to let these people push me out of my YouTube channel mm-hmm. um, instead of 
fighting back, right? And and the answer is no, I'm not going to allow that to happen, right? But I mean, it was a close thing. It's it's still sometimes close thing when I when I you know when I look at my stats or whatever, and I'm like, you know, I'm losing subscribers, I'm losing watch time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I make good content, <laughs> you know. Um, I, I'm I'm not saying I'm the best content creator in the world or anything, but I think I make fairly good content and uh yeah so i mean it's disheartening i guess look if you just start defending new atheism a bit more i think uh you can get like a lot more subscribers and you'll be set oh oh definitely like there's no there's no doubt in my mind that if i you know switched off my actual values and like just did like a dave rubin thing um i would totally get more subscribers (laughs) it would definitely do that (laughs) okay so the last quote I wanted to uh, read from Eli's little rant was uh, another kind of Martin Bailey, right? So he was talking about how, you know, atheism is a social justice movement, and I won't let that be ruined by critics from the outside any more than I'll let it be defined by jerks on the inside. Now, from the context of this whole thing, uh, I assume the jerks on the inside are the only the four authors and a couple of YouTube or Twitter jerks that exist in Eli's world. And that's it. Um, now, the critics from the outside, it would imply that that is Phil, right? That's the way that I understand it, and that's the way that I saw a lot of other people, like, responding to him understood it, too. And it's just so wrong because Phil himself and people like us as well this is all criticism from the inside so what is this point even about I'll just uh, you know I, I don't have I'm not involved in movement atheism these days and my good for you uh, I don't speak German is not uh, you know we don't coded it in a specifically atheist podcast although uh, <laughs> both Jack and I have been very open about the fact that we kind of came onto the internet um, publicly in the era of the kind of early New Atheist movement, and we were both kind of part of that in the day. Um, I will say that I've gotten uh, some pushback from people who want to question my bona fides here, and all I have to say is I was arguing with creationists in 2003 (laughs) on Talk Origins, the news group. That's how I got my start in this, right? And I understand that I wasn't like a big content creator or whatever, um, but like, yeah, I've been I've been watching this for like you know, sixteen years, so um, or eighteen years at this point. Um, You know, it's it's a I don't know the the whole thing of like you know the outsiders are coming in and criticizing us, and we're the ones like really kind of doing the good work. It's like well. If you're doing good work, keep doing your good work and ignore those of us on the outside or whatever. But don't stop be stop whining about it, right? Like, you know, I don't I don't like of all the things you get to talk about on your podcast, of all the things you get to do, you can do more than just complain about a single salon article. And if you're actually doing useful work, I well, will more than just defend new work. atheism. Right. I mean, it's just it just feels like very like this very kind of disingenuous move again, of like well those are on the outside and they're not one of us and they're criticizing us because uh, you know they don't understand the whole thing and it's like no everyone on this call uh, I don't know everybody's history but everyone on this call has been in this for for years mm-hmm. to one degree or another and having having this conversation it has witnessed a lot of stuff and I don't. Like I don't think that the call is coming from the outside, as yep. as is implied. Yeah, 
I'd just like to point out that if you're going to say on the one hand, Sam Harris was kicked out of our movement, we wouldn't have anything to do with him. Like, haha, we we vanquished his, his bad ideas. That's why he left. And then you're going to say, but I don't want to hear, hear about this criticism now because it's bullshit. Like, which is it? Is criticism good or is it bad? Like, right. And if it got rid of Sam Harris... Who was then. this awful person that you guys agree was bad? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you've chased him away. Mm. So what do you, you know? What what's so bad about it? I think what I've always said, and what I will always say, is the people that are hurt most by religion are the marginalized people. Hmm. It's it's gay people that have been told their very existence is an affront to God. Hmm. Um, it's women who have been uh, just crushed under the weight of this very patriarchal mm-hmm. notions. Um, and, you know, it, it, that's where our humanism and our atheism should be looking at, at, a, at find, giving them a nice place to fall instead of, hey, welcome to the new boss, same as the old boss. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Oh. So, yeah. What do you think, Vadim? Um, I mean, I think it, it. I just have to reiterate things that I've already said, which is basically that I, he's inside this this different world than, than I exist in, in which there are far fewer jerks within the atheist community and not just uh, the atheist community but the you know the, we're talking about the major influencers mm-hmm. and i just uh, like i said before i i think that the key to combating the problem is not saying you know there there, there there's no jerks or they're, they're, there's very few jerks. It's it's saying like, yeah, we, we got some jerks here, and let's let's unpack that. Let's let let's challenge these jerks. Let's let's put out counter narratives to what these jerks are saying, and let's hopefully get some more people in who mm. are one more representative of other, you know, uh, other marginalized peoples. I, yeah, I just think we need to make it a more inclusive space and a uh, and and start actually like putting out different narratives than the 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 jerks who unfortunately are still controlling the conversation mm. and are very much I mean maybe not in his very small podcast sphere that is the case and and lucky for him but it does it's not reflective of the majority of atheism and uh it would be nice for him to open his eyes the majority of movement atheism i'd say yeah the, the, the majority of the movement atheism last thing i'll say is yeah i won't deny that there are plenty of of good people who do consider themselves movement atheists i'm sure they're out there I don't see as many as I wish I did, you know, as, as, mm. as I, I'd like to. But, um, but yeah. So it's. I just want to say I'm not indicting the whole, as as he, you know, might straw man me to say. But yeah, that's just. It's it's like take take more to heart what the what, what it has to say, and and don't 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 take it as an indictment of of you yourself. And of atheism as an entirety, because that's not what it was about. Yeah, exactly. And what do you, uh, 
What do you think, JC? Um, I know I agree with all of that, um, like all of what the other three people said. Um, but uh, I guess one thing I wanted to like kind of talk about a little bit was that um, this idea, like I get asked this a lot where, and it's kind of like a theme in those podcasts as well, that, uh, you know, I, I don't like Sam Harris. So why should I care what Sam Harris does? He doesn't have anything to do with me, um, which in some cases... You know, it, like for example, in my case, I was a patron of Sam Harris, uh, so I helped elevate him to the position that he holds now. Um, yeah, but these guys and, were fans at what some point as well. Exactly, and and that's that's the point I want to make is that like, sure, you might not like Sam Harris, but we are as a as a if you want to be a movement, the movement is also responsible for mm. who you elevate into positions of power, right? So like Silverman didn't get to be uh, the head of the American Atheist by himself, right? Like mm. that was that was a combined movement that um, put him in that position of power, and look what happened. Same with Sam Harris. Same with Dawkins, right? So. Uh, I think that's why people should care. I think that atheists should very much care about um, what kind of people they've elevated um, in this in the discourse, right? And um, try to work on maybe elevating people that aren't so toxic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, that's just it my. It cannot be that. an accident that so yeah. <laughs> many of the leaders have have done these kinds of things. It cannot be an accident no. that that there are so many sexual uh, abusers, sex pests, harassers, and people who cover up for them uh, are in such a prominent position. Like, that can't just be some, oh, jeez, what a weird coincidence that uh, all of us happen to sit around and think about, you know, uh, black people's IQ numbers a lot, because (laughs) that's a normal thing that normal people do. Like, no, there's... There's a problem here, and you've got to figure out where those problems are. And it's not just this guy, and it's not just that guy. It is a problem in movement atheism. Mm-hmm. You have to address it. You have to look at it. Um, I think that there's there's probably, we could go on forever mm. and yeah. talk <laughs> okay. about, you know, the debate bro thing, or talk about why, um, you know... Uh, <sighs> I also think that there's a like the, another huge problem with movement atheism is this overemphasis of rationality over feelings, as if like people are divorced from their feelings, or there's some people that are more divorced and more rational, mm-hmm. where like all everything you do is kind of filtered through your fe- your feelings, mm-hmm. right? Like there's no way to like differentiate the two. Like um, it, I I can I could push down my feelings to talk like Sam Harris, right? But I mean, underneath that all, they, it helps inform my opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, and, and that's also, I think another big reason why women get marginalized in the atheist communities because um, they get framed as being over-emotional, right? And, even when mm-hmm. they're not, even when the dude mm-hmm. is the one being hysterical, having, you know, yeah. meltdowns or whatever. It's, uh, yeah, women get framed that way, and it is frustrating as fuck. Yeah, exactly. And, and also, like, SJW. So if, if you're a male, you get, you get, um, you oh, could yeah. get labeled as an SJW, and then yeah. now you're, you're also in that side, right? Like, you're more emotional than everyone else. So yeah. your opinions don't matter as much, right? Yeah. But it's, it's, the, it's the opposite. People have real good reason to be, to be, like, feel rage or to feel, um, as upset if they've been, by... yeah, to be upset, right? Like, yeah. And we're gonna have to like admit that and say like, listen, when people are upset, we actually have to, we should probably listen to why they're upset, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, 
you know, this is this was being framed as like one guy who had some racist on one time. You know, this isn't just that. It is so dangerous and so harmful to minimize it that way. It is so many people having so many racists on their platforms and also them promoting them, uh, defending other racists, minimizing other racists, allying with other racists. It is just endless. And also framing the people that actually speak up. Like, for example, like Non Sequitur Show, for example, had on uh, JR, whatever, um, who's a, a, ra- a rapist, uh, allegedly, oh. and, uh, and a white nationalist. And <laughs> um, they yeah, had him on um, multiple times. And I remember Gura- myself. Gariope. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Gary Yeah, yeah, that guy. who I know a lot about. If you yeah. want to ask, but and I remember He's... me and Christiosity saying, "Look, stop doing that. That's like, what are you doing?" And then getting shouted down and and being told that that was uh, that we were just being hysterical. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'd like to throw. I'd like to talk a, a little bit about that because it, that yeah. was an awful ex- experience yeah. because they wanted me to come on. Who is and this channel? Sorry, this is. Uh, I'm sorry. It was called the Non Sequitur Show, and it's an yeah. atheist channel. It, yes. it was. It, it, well, it like the atheist. impact of slavery. Is that what the uh, episode was called? Something uh, like that. That was the yeah. one where he, where like the the host made a like a um, heart sign towards Jerry Eppy. Um, I believe it was it was that episode, um, which I pointed out. It was Steve McRae and Kyle. I can't remember his last name. Curtis, Kyle Curtis. And oh they my cre- god! They created the non sequitur show, and it was at the beginning. It was like just you know people talking and stuff. And I actually uh, promoted it. I was on it at the beginning, and then I started to realize. Like looking at it, like oh my god, what's going on there? Because because like the thing with debate shows is you have to keep getting more and more, uh, you know, um, outrageous, outrageous, right? Yeah. So so it started out like just talking about like flat Earth or um, you know stuff about to do with atheism, and it gradually morphed into uh, what Chrissy's probably going to talk about right now. So go go ahead, Chrissy. So all right, so he was on, and basically, I don't really care about debate shows. It's not my interest to. Like, fine, have your little debate. But when I heard that this particular person came on, I was like, listen, you can't have him on. For one thing, like, this is the real deal. Like, you want to talk about white supremacist, all that crap. This is him. And second, he uses these programs to find um, people and and that he can then have very inappropriate sexual relationships with, right? Um, so people who are very young, people who are um, have disabilities, and he's done this more than mm, once. I've heard about that. So I was like, you can't, you can't do this. Like, you cannot put him on. And so they were um, very uh, offended. My lack of rationality, as you would be in in making these kinds of uh, things. And they wanted me to come on and talk about it because, of course, the only way you could do anything in in atheism is have a debate, right? Said, all right, I'll come on it, I'll talk about it. And we had set up so that we had had a very friendly group, right? Um, But when I came on, it was a bunch of people I, I I didn't know, right? And... I was like, who are these people? And I said, well, all right, so this is what we're going to talk about, right? And they said, well, we need evidence of of what this guy has done. And I was like, okay. 
but this is a known thing, right? Hmm. Like, you didn't tell me I was going to need to bring evidence. I said, I can get you the evidence because there have been all these court cases about it. Like, this was an actual court case that went to. And I said, but it's if I bring this on right now, it's got their names. It's got addresses. I mean, I I don't want to. I had literally, when this uh, when this document had first started going around the internet, I called their lawyer and I said, "There's this. There's a bunch of white nationalists sharing these people's information. You've got to tell them and do something about it, mm. right? Like, um, because I'm very concerned about that. You know, these aren't nice people. Yeah, that are uh, that we're talking about here. These are the real deal, straight up Nazi types." And I mean, just, just to interject here, Jeff Kiriepi has appeared on the Daily Showa, so you know, yeah, yeah like a real yeah. Nazi, yeah, full on. So, full but on. Peter Bogosian tells me that there are no Nazis anymore because I, I we're not in Nazi hurt. Germany. But I, I just need to like get. I'm sorry, I just have to get this out. So I go on and I'm I'm like arguing with them. Like I can't just come up with this. You didn't tell me you needed this. I would have thought that you've already had him on your program. You've already been told about this. Why haven't you looked this up? Why haven't you right, done this? Right. You know, like, if I was bringing him on my program and people were telling me this, I would have done yeah. it. And they're like, no, no, you have to come forward with this evidence. And, you know, I'm I, I'm talking about him as a rapist. And there's this guy here there I'd never heard of in my life. His name is Rags or something. And he, uh, he Rags starts the dog. Telling, Rags the dog, I think, yeah. And he starts talking about um, rape jokes. And his rape jokes are literally, I like to rape people. I rape (gasps) everyone. And I was like, I'm fucking out. Like, and I just left. I just left. And and then they had the scientist Mel, who was still on, like, because I had ditched. Because I was like, I'm done. I'm done with your yeah. shit. I'm done with this. This is a bad situation. And um, they were bringing on, like, uh, people who were incels, who had all this like, very rapey uh, background, and saying no. Um, and she's like, I don't want to talk to these people. I'm not going to talk to these people. Um, this is very uh, traumatizing for me. I'm not going to do do this like and being yelled at by their uh, audience saying well you won't have a rational conversation with these people like what is the matter with you people like yeah. <laughs> is what you want to say shut up like i think she got harassed for a while too after that maybe she still does did. yeah yeah so like this is such an ongoing problem and such a severe problem yeah there are endless examples and if you want to talk about, like, uh, I'm sorry, I'm just, like, frustrated now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's completely, that's completely. I'm actually, sorry, I brought it up. I'm sorry, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's no problem. Yeah, so I guess we'll uh, start wrapping up. I'll just ask you guys your final thoughts on uh, the. I guess we kind of did that already. What I'll ask you, actually, is um, what kind of person do you think is uh, offended by criticism of new atheism? And what kind of person is going to, not by accident one time, but repeatedly go to bat for this thing? repeatedly defend this thing 
new atheism over slight quibbles. What what kind of person is this? So I'm I'm going to give two possibilities. At best, in my mind, this is a person who is who finds atheism to be such a sacred thing that they have to kind of shut out all of these obvious things that are going on and and kind of just rearrange the universe to be something that it isn't in order to to, to justify that you know the, the premise of that article um and then at worst I'd say that there's someone who just does not recognize how much privilege they they have and um, is is also very concerned with protecting atheism as this sacred thing and that and that sense of privilege just shields them from seeing all of the abundance of horribleness that is going on within the movement currently and has for for a while now right yeah but there you go um, mine's pretty short. I would just say uh, a lot of times it's pe- pedantic people, people that you know want to quibble about one word instead of actually face the issues that um, are affecting the atheist community and have for a long time. Because um, it's easier to do that, and it's easier to and people want to believe that they're doing a good thing, right? Like, um, like they they want to believe that they're that they're they're doing something that's meaningful, and so they. Um, don't want to. Ha- they don't want to hear the the people that are saying maybe you should be looking at this other thing in your own movement that's bad um, or not good. And uh, you know, I think that's a problem. And I think uh, I think it. I think uh, out of all of the kind of like um, I, I don't know, movements or like things that I've been a part of throughout my life, I think atheists. I find atheists to be some of the most um, unable to deal with criticism that i've ever i've ever seen uh and i don't know why that is but um it's it's really bad that that we can't just say you know maybe we maybe we need to change course and do something different maybe we need to confront the transphobia that's rampant in our community maybe we need to um you know uh look at the creators that are spreading that transphobia and stand Mm -hmm. against them as a united front and say we're not okay with this um, I don't know. That would be. I, I think that's the way forward. But um, you know, who am I? <laughs> so that's that's my take. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. and also, they shouldn't stop spending time defending new atheists. Like, just just stop. Like, just stop. <laughs> yeah. I, I just you know gotta feel like you have to care. That your movement, if you love your movement, you have to care that it's being, that Nazis are piggybacking on it, you know? You have to, like, that should be important to you. That, uh, not just Nazis, obviously, but far-right figures or extremists or anti-vaxxers. Like, if your movement and aspects of your movement are being used to smuggle these ideas into the mainstream in any way, if this is something that has consistently gone on and you care about your movement, what the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. You've, got, you, you've got to stop quibbling. You've got to... 
uh, stop being in this denialist space and you've got to turn around and say, we're going to deal with this because it, it stops fucking here. <laughs> Let's hope. I, I, I want to add to Chris Yossi's point that that goes for people like Hemet Mehta, who yeah. I, I like Hemet Mehta and yeah. I think he makes great comment, content, but a lot of times he just pretends that this stuff doesn't exist or, yeah. you know, all this good stuff is happening too. Oh yeah, okay, there is good stuff that goes on within the atheist community as well. Like there is fundraisers that happen, stuff yeah. like that, That then they do good work, but that doesn't overshadow the thing. Like if I go, if I go do... Um, you know, uh, I don't know, work at a soup kitchen for an afternoon and on the way home, I start kicking homeless people. That doesn't mean, you know, that, that doesn't make me a great person, right? Like you right. still have to like be able to focus on the thing that's, that's. Well, he also does harm- the, Oh, here's uh, atheist as a demographic. Look how progressive they are. See yeah. here, no problem. So that is a very frustrating, dishonest tactic. Yeah, um, but it's also it's also more frustrating because whenever he says anything that is against the status quo, he gets, he gets beat up it, on, yes. on Twitter, and yet yes. he still doesn't realize that this is a problem within the community, right? Like, yeah, he's starting uh, to get a bit better. He's at least started calling out like a certain segment of the mm-hmm. atheist movement. But if you talk to him about it as a whole, he'll he'll step back into his old patterns. But let's let's hope that. Uh, he sees and learns. He's definitely responded to it much better than these guys have in the past couple of weeks. But uh. can can I just ask a quick question that, that just uh, I, I, something I've always wondered? I, I like. I, I mean, it's basically like how We're never did, ending this podcast. Are I we? know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I just I'm so curious to hear what people have to think. My butt I, is hurting. It, it's okay. All right. No, no I, I'm I joking. Go on, go on. Go um, on. Um, I, I'm just wondering, like, like, how did we get here? And sometimes I think that it might be literally as simple as when atheism started, there was maybe for some people this, like, thrill that but they Dean, got. that is like a two-hour question that's not even I, like a quick okay. question all right all right well, how did we get we, here it's such a long I, answer I, to that i mean well, 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 <laughs> I, i'm a little i'm literally i'm literally working on a book about that so you know like yeah. we could literally have another podcast about it this is my like nutshell take which is that i just think that there was this kick that people got out of you know like kind of talking about atheism hey there there is no god that's that's like an un to, to some that's like an unfortunate truth if you want to call it that and 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 people got addicted to the to that feeling of like saying things to people that um, just were, you know, that were deflating. And, uh, you know, and, and it, so they had to move to these other things, which are by no means facts, but just make people feel like shit. It's also uh, like the, uh, the, the idea that you're superior to everyone. Um, yeah. The idea that you're right and everyone else is wrong. It's also the... Um, Sort of Irrational. the hatred of minorities that ca- that crept in from the specific, uh, you know, criticizing uh, religious minorities. That whole thing caused a lot of overlaps with, you know, I saw so many atheists sharing in the early days, like Paul Joseph Watson uh, videos, because he was criticizing the hijab. And so an ex-Muslim was like, yeah, I know it's Paul Joseph Watson, but oh my gosh, he's so right about this. And so there were the overlaps, and then they started overlapping on more and more and more and more stuff. So I guess that's the shorter answer of it. 
it, it's yeah. also feeding into biases, right? Like we yeah. all have biases and you feed into those and make them worse, right? And also like the so like I've been told like a, I don't know how many times if I talk about something outside of atheism, why are you doing that? Stop talking about that. Just talk about atheism because yeah. people want their biases confirmed, right? Yeah. That's it feels that's, good. Yeah, and they want it to be they want to be they want it to be confirmed by somebody they see as smart and so that they can say, "Well, look, I'm smart. I'm uh listening to this person, right?" That's a big appeal for Sam Harris, right? Is yeah. that he comes off as as being super ultra rational yeah. and you want to yeah. be super ultra rational. So you 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 start doing that, right? Like that's Yeah, never mind nature. that he's discussing like mating strategies. Okay, Daniel, so what are your thoughts on the type of person that is still uh, sort of, uh, sort of feels compelled to defend new atheism in 2021. After knowing I mean, all the stuff that surrounds it, I mean, I mean, it, it's it's it feels very like both facile and fragile to me. Like it feels like this very like this like psychological mechanism. And I don't try to get into like psychologizing people because obviously you can't read into somebody's head. But ultimately, like. You know, what happened, you know, we didn't talk about what we did on uh, IDSG 87 and 88 uh, much in this, uh, but clearly there's an influence there. There were there were some hurt feelings or whatever, which I think is mm -hmm. a really unfair feeling, but, like, I kind of get it. But then the response is so much bigger than that. They could have made, like, that thing, and instead it becomes this, like, huge emotional eruption that, like, kind of disrupts all of our ability to continue to make content that we would really like to make. Like, if they said, I won't work with that guy because he said a bad thing about me one time, all right, like, I'm sorry, but, like, I caught it as I saw it. But, like, they have had every opportunity to respond to the actual claims that were made, both in the Salon article and in your podcast and in my podcast. Well, Daniel, and, I'm not even acknowledged as a person. Like, my right, podcast, well, no, they're not going to listen to that. I mean, there, there's that too. And, 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 you know, I'm not, I'm not, like, I'm not trying to create drama here. I was making a podcast based on, like, facts i included enormous amounts of material which demonstrated the things that i was claiming in that podcast and from what i understand that wasn't even listened to by the person who got very upset about that until much later if it has been listened to at all so um those of us on this side of this issue i am very happy to listen to legitimate yeah, me too, man. and legitimate criticisms of whatever i have said or if I misspoke, or if I hurt somebody's feelings, I am happy to apologize for that. But I'm not hearing that. What I'm hearing is a whole lot of really people who are just upset about, like, you know, their hurt feelings for have for for people who are not in their little 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 circle having the temerity to comment on their content. And I'm sorry. It's literally just about that. That why did you even comment? It's not even responding to any actual points. All of us in this uh, podcast are semi-professional. I don't know, you know, or like uh, you know, content producers who comment on issues of importance in the public sphere. We should all be willing to respond to legitimate criticism. Mm -hmm. At the very least, listen, yeah. listen to yeah. the thing you're complaining about yeah, the, the, before you complain about it. Yeah. At the very least. And 
and if I if I'm if I'm wrong, I'm happy to retract and correct, and I'm happy to, you know, pull the episode if need be or whatever. But like, I'm not hearing that. What I'm hearing is a whole lot of you know people getting very upset over the word merge. <laughs> so stupid. Okay. It's so ridiculous. Like, and suddenly, and like I was supposed to record that on a speak German tonight, and part of the reason that we put that off is so that I could come and do this and keep talking about this issue. And I'm very happy to get to meet you all, and I'm very happy to talk to Ina as always. But like I have actual important work to do, tracking uh, far right dipshits, um, and so uh, I actually don't particularly care about the feelings of you don't care uh, about the word merge. Yeah, I don't care. I don't. I don't care about the the, the definition of the word merge. No, uh, we we could do a whole other podcast on what kind. Like I, I always hear that like thing about um, well, you know who. When do you like you know? I don't want to use the word shun, but like you know, stop talking to somebody or stop or refuse to work with them, right? Like that's another whole issue oh, that's no, within. No, no, don't bring anything else. I know, up I know, but there's like a whole other. Po- I'm saying a, a whole other podcast about because that's, that's a pretty right. nuanced subject, right? And people just say, well, yes, like, absolutely. oh, you say this one thing and you're not, a, um, you won't work with me anymore. No, like there's like there's like levels gradations, right? Like, you can, there's a lot of things you could say that I would think that's pretty shitty, but I would still work with you. Yeah, yeah. I I, I know the, the the perfect time to stop working with someone it's when they send emojis to you that's right <laughs> if they do a laugh emoji it is just the ultimate <laughs> in cruelty there, there's no going back from there no that's no nope. that's the I, I i i have actually been threatened by uh satan worshiping charles manson worshiping uh neo-nazi death cult and that was much preferable to someone sending a a laugh emoji to me so, of course. Yeah, yeah. Watch yourself, Daniel. If you're ever mean to me, I will send one to you directly. Oh, oh I, I would, I would, I would have to delete all my content and slink away, <laughs> surely. Yeah. Okay. So the last question I have for all of you is: <laughs> Please don't bring any other issues into this. <laughs> Just answer the question. Deal. It is why. Did you want to be on this panel? And uh, why did you think it was worth discussing? Because I know I'm probably going to get a lot of shit for it because I'm mean either way. Um, Because, yeah, because I'm the bad guy here. Uh, So, yeah, so tell me why you guys felt that you wanted to talk about this issue and why it's important in as quick away in as quick a way as you can uh because i can't afford therapy bills Uh, (laughs) i'm 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 half only half joking there i mean i have all of this kind of un uh, i don't know if unexamined is the right word but i just have um you know just it's it's been years of of contending with all of this and it really like like what we're talking about i i'm i kind of went into it a little bit this has a more or less what we're getting at here has affected my livelihood it it it, it affected my life. It made it far more yeah. difficult at a certain point when I spoke up about these things and kind of yeah. had a shift within my, um, you know, my, my comfort level because I wasn't making as much. And mm-hmm. and so, 
it's it's simultaneously the history that I have contending with that, wanting to get that out there and hopefully feel a little more uh, well adjusted, and then at the same time recognizing that this is a problem and it is a worthy thing to examine. And hopefully some people will listen to this and, you know, have a little bit more understanding of these things, either people who have had similar feelings to mine or who maybe haven't thought about it as fully and are now kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah this 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 does exist more than I thought. This is more of an issue. So it's been a pleasure to be a part of that discussion and to hear what, all the insightful things that everyone here has had to say about it. It's been a pleasure to have you, Vadim. Why, thank you. Right back at you. <laughs> um, I'm here, I don't know. Honestly, probably because I'm pissed off and I'm kind of a bitch. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I, 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 I am in my own way as stubborn as any Sam Harris will ever be. But it, it's more like, you know, a stubbornness of, of um, no, I'm not going to just go away. And lead right, you right. to your privilege and and comfort. And yes, I'm sorry. I I honestly I never want to see anybody be hurt or be upset. That's not the world we live in, though. You know, there will be hurt feelings, and it is what it is. And you gotta do better. Just fucking do better. That's all. All right, GC. Uh, I'm a little bit of both of Christiosity and Vadim. Uh, it's it's harmed me, um, you know, through my YouTube. I, thankfully, it's not my job, so that's part of the reason why I can, you know, do that and like speak out against it because I have a full time job working with the deaf blind, and I don't. Um, this isn't my job uh, uh, overall. So it's, you know, if I stop, if I don't get any Patreon money, I'll make crappier videos, but I'll still be able to eat i guess um mm. but uh, also uh, to add to vadim and christiosity um uh, to be fi- to be honest it's just I-, I like your podcast and um and i <laughs> felt like it's um a place that i could i i, I turn down uh, a lot of things often because i i don't want to um pump their stuff up or whatever uh but uh i really like your podcast i like your work on sam harris it mirrors almost exactly the way i think um, so I'm a, I guess I'm a fan. So that's part of the reason as well that I wanted to be, to come on as well. So. Oh, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Yeah, I also like Christiosity and Vadim, and I like you too, Dan. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's hopefully we can all be great friends in the future. Yeah, yeah definitely. Big circle of love. Yeah, <laughs> and solidarity. <laughs> and Daniel, why why did you come on? Can I get philosophical for just a second? I will make it brief. Yeah. Fascism grows when, and this is a historical process, fascism grows and fascism takes power when um, the centrists decide that uh, it is worth allying with the fascists against the threats from below, from the marginalized, from the queer, from the Jews, um, from the trans people, from the communists. Hmm. And a whole lot of what I do is uh, on the on. I don't speak German, 
is to talk about that phenomenon and to express that phenomenon and explain how this is happening within your kind of centrist liberal circles and how the systems of oppression are maintained um, through people having, quote-unquote, reasonable concerns about uh, issues that they see in their society. And I'm not calling anyone... You know, in the, the I'm not calling Thomas Smith or uh, Eli Eli Bosnick a fascist, obviously. But they come out and start making the kind of content they're doing in response to this kind of mild criticism from people in marginalized communities. When they start defending mm-hmm. this kind of like new atheism bullshit from the people who have been directly harmed by new atheism. That gets my hackles mm-hmm. up. That gets my interest up. That mm. gets me. That tells me there's something deeply, deeply wrong within the either the people involved or the community involved or this kind of support network. And it is important. It is essential in this time, in this time of an increasing reactionary movement in which anti-trans bills are being passed at the state level consistently, in which you know. The leftist movement has been ultimately has been virtually destroyed, despite you know um, some positive. And when anti-racism stuff. is being silenced, when anti-racism constantly. is being silenced through the anti-CRT um, stuff that's kind of going on from James Lindsay. When these people are kind of calling out personal slights in defense of you know proto-fascists, that's concerning. That's deeply concerning. And so I'm here because it's part of my larger project of talking about these issues in a systematic way. Hmm. And who do you refer to when you say proto-fascists? I mean, Harris, uh, Harris Dawkins, and I mean, you know, the, the whole New Atheist Movement, I think. You know, sorry, <clears throat> that gets complicated. Um, certainly, oh, can you cer- imagine yeah, yeah. the rage that people are going to feel when they hear you say that? When you should, simply the word "merge" yeah, was yeah. so offensive. Well, you, should, you should leave it in because, like, ultimately, what are they? Gonna, <laughs> oh no, I will leave what it. What are in. they going to do to me? Right? Because I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to take it back and say, James Lindsay and Christopher Rufo engaging in the anti-critical race theory bullshit is a proto-fascist movement. I am working on a project of like talking about James Lindsay, specifically talking about how he has moved from being kind of, you know, claiming to be the centrist liberal to being a kind of full on fascist. I could play you clips of James Lindsay mm-hmm. saying things that are almost identical to things that are said on the Daily Show. I can do that if I mm. put the time to put the clips together. Um, this is important. This is not like we are here. And this is this is what I'm sorry. I'm, I know we're trying to wrap up here. I'm not trying to be grandiloquent here. I'm saying there is a reactionary force. There are reaction there is a reactionary movement that is working against the gains of the last like 70 years that will actively restrict abortion rights that will actively, you know, uh, kill trans people, that will actively, you know, uh, reduce uh, LGBT rights, that will deport uh, brown people from this country, that will enact violence against uh, Muslims and people who look Muslim, quote-unquote. And when you are focused on 
somebody criticized me for being too kind to a proto-fascist seven years ago, you are not looking at the actual threat. And I want to see if atheism is actually going to be a social justice movement, it needs to look at the actual threat in this world and stop doing this kind of bullshit, frankly. Mm, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and the thing mm-hmm. is, I don't understand taking that personally. Is because I have no problem admitting that when I was a like a new, newer, new atheist, I also had a lot of shitty, centristy views, and I'm not proud of that. And I am making up for that by opposing this stuff so hard and focusing on it. And I also you know, believe that, you know, we should debate a lot of assholes. And now I think differently about that. Mm-hmm. Me too. Um, Me too. <laughs> but I don't take it personally when you say that stuff because I'm like, yeah, I've learned and I have evolved and there's there should be no shame in saying that we have outgrown this stuff and this is how we move beyond it. But instead, when people cling to it and defend it and it's just, uh, it's so sad. So, yeah, on that note, guys, it was wonderful chatting with you all. I uh, think we could go on for another three hours. <laughs> but You can make it a two-parter. <laughs> I think I might have to. I never release three-hour episodes. Yeah, um, I just want to say to whoever's listening, if you're still both sizing even this, you know, this issue that people who defend new atheism versus the people who are, uh, you know, opposing that defending, these are not two sides of the same coin. I would just ask you to think about that for a minute. How harmful is it to defend this stuff? And why wouldn't someone oppose this and oppose this as many times as other people on the other side will defend it? This is why even after I've done an episode just debunking the points, I am having this panel so that we can hear a wider variety of perspectives of people who are, you know, immersed in this scene and who have been hurt by the scene and people who study the far right, who recognize the patterns in this stuff. So, yeah, I'm just asking you guys who are listening to think about this. This is not a, both sides are, uh, you know, just quibbling or fighting issue. This is a there is some seriously awful stuff being defended and that must stop from the left because that gives it more credibility and with that i think we are done awesome awesome yeah (laughs) thanks for listening to another episode of polite conversations you can support this podcast by sharing the shit out of it making some noise about it or contributing via patreon patreon.com forward slash nice mangoes no ian mangoes also you can follow me on twitter at nice mangoes if you want to make a one-time donation instead of a monthly patreon one you can do so via paypal nice mangoes.blog at gmail.com remember no ian mangoes if you've got an interesting story and would potentially like to be a guest you can email me there too <laughs>